Hello and welcome to Off the Arrow Shelf Podcasts. I'm Rob, the author of OffTheArrowShelf.com and host for these podcasts. And welcome everyone to podcast episode number 33 from Off the Arrow Shelf. So, um, it's a Sunday morning, and yes, morning, a.m., oh my god, it's early. Um, it's a Sunday morning, and I'm not having to pack the car up to head down to the woods, the archery woods, to do a coaching session or a coaching assessment. I've actually got a weekend off, and I have to say I'm pretty grateful for it. I'm feeling a bit tired, a bit frazzled, it's coming up to Christmas, and I don't think it helps that I had my um, COVID booster jab on Friday, and uh, yesterday I felt like a fluid hit, a really bad headache, aching all over. Today's not as bad, slight headache, and I'm aching more. Um, but that was, I keep wanting to say it's the Madeira one, it's not, it's the Moderna jab that I had. Um, so I'm kind of grateful that I'm not out and about, and uh, if I feel a bit better I'll probably try and put some of uh, the house lights up, the Christmas lights up. Uh, oh, I'll take the opportunity to wish everybody a, a happy and more importantly safe and well Christmas. I hope everybody will be safe and well. So, uh, what's been going on? As I said, the um, COVID-19 pandemic is ongoing and the UK is really worried about this latest um, version uh, of the mutations. So, uh, everything's kind of gone into panic mode, not panic mode, but we're in plan B now. So, face masks are mandatory in areas and I think there'll be more things coming in. So, I'm not sure how that's going to impact us uh, over the Christmas period because we did have some plans for doing some travelling and seeing friends and family. Um, as I said, I've got a week off um, from coaching a weekend away from coaching, so I'm going to try and catch up with some writing and some reading. I do want to cover one question that I often get answered, sorry, often get asked and I'm a bit concerned about answering. It's probably the question that most, certainly newbie archers ask, and it's a question that I get quite nervous about answering and that is um, what kind of bow should I buy yeah and it's like well I get nervous about answering this because buying a bow is a very personal thing you know especially if your first bow buying one that is comfortable feels friendly may sound strange, you're not fighting the bow, it's not too heavy a draw weight, or it's too not a heavy a mass weight in the hand, that it feels comfortable in the hand, the grip's right, um, it's the right, I've mentioned draw weight, but also the, the right dimensions, i.e. size, is very, very personal, and everybody's slightly different. And one of the things I, uh, I always say is you want to try as many bows as you can before you actually buy one. And the the second part of that 
question is usually along the lines of, oh, well, should I get a takedown or should I get a one-piece boat? And that's what I want to kind of focus on today. I want to talk about the differences between um, takedown recurves or takedown bows and one-piece bows, and specifically one-piece recurves. Now, there are merits and flaws of both, and the whole question of, of takedown versus one piece could be debated for hours and hours and hours. I'm just going to try and present my views and some facts. All of my all of my bows that I coach with, all the bows that we use for, for the club for coaching, or all the bows that I've got that I use for coaching, are takedown recurves. The club does have some one-piece bows, and I'll come to that a little bit later. But the, the, the beginner's bows are all takedown recurves. Now, what I mean by a takedown recurve is that it comes in... The, the bow itself comes in three component parts. There is the riser, which is the center part, and then there's the upper and the lower limb, which is mounted onto the risers. And okay, you could say there's another part which is the string, but I'm just talking about the the, the bow at present. Now, we made a choice in the club, and it was based on my experiences and the the views of some of the other more experienced archers and and the other coaches at the time. Whether the takedown recurves are the most sensible option from the perspective of providing a wide variety of options for archers. So we have got um, a standard risers and then you can get risers come in different sizes remember the 23, 25 and 27 inches the usual kind of recurve riser. And then you can have limbs that are short, medium and long and that gives you such a wide possibility for uh, bow lengths and uh, draw lengths, it's it's fantastic, and that's the reason that we went with them. We have got half dozen. No, we've got four junior bows that are all fifty-four inch in length, but with the different, they've all got a standard riser, but with the different limbs that we have, um, we can change the draw weights for those bows. So we've got, if memory serves, I think we've got three right hand and one left hand riser. And then we've got bow, bow draw weights and limbs that uh, go from 12 pound draw weight up to, I think, 18 the highest that we've got. And we've got um, core arteries. Um, coal bows um, and the reason for doing that was the fact that they're relatively inexpensive uh, we've got the wooden risers um, the limbs are interchangeable with one another uh, for, so all the all the junior limbs I could can take and I can mount them onto any of the risers and it gives us a level of flexibility for people of different capabilities strength draw, uh, draw weights. With the adults we've got, again, 
uh, cores with wood risers and then we've got a variety of different limbs and draw weights starting at around about 18 pounds and going up to around about 30. And we've got a couple of different size risers as well because we do have, um, we've had a few people come through the program that are well over six foot tall. So they've ended up with a 70 inch bow as opposed to the usual 64 or 66s that we tend to use. Um, and that's the reason why we go down the route of using those uh, takedown recurves. It gives us a level of flexibility so that we can swap out the limbs um, for a lighter draw weight. So one of the people I've been coaching recently, um, they when they started they really really struggled drawing an 18 pound draw weight bow and they've progressed now up and we've lent them some of the club's gear and they're now on a 26 pound draw weight bow but that's been over a series of months of developing their own strength developing their own abilities and that I feel is the beauty of, of the takedowns now there is a flip side to this and that is what kind of takedown recurves you go for and i'm talking about recurves i know you can get um hybrid limbs or flat bow limbs onto some uh, riser bows but i'm just going to talk about takedown recurves and that is how those limbs mount onto the bow and generally you've got two options you've either got a threaded bolt that secures the limb onto the riser or you've got a ILF which is international limb fitting now the bolt-ons uh, work really well for our beginners kits it's, they're very simple they're easy to put together and they're fairly robust the downside with it is that you uh, if i'm wanting to replace a set of limbs or get another set of limbs of a different draw weight i've got to go back to um core to get those um those limbs because other limbs won't necessarily fit because they're either be they won't fit in the the pocket on the on the riser the, the limbs might be wider they might be smaller they, they, they might be a slightly different thickness the hole might be in a different position so if you're going down this route you're then with a threaded bolt you're stuck with going back to the manufacturer of that bow and that has got a downside because then you're limiting yourself as to what's option what's out there this is why the uh, ilf or international limb fit came about whereby you have a limb fitting that can be um, apply to any any bow so you can have a, a height bow if you like and it would fit onto one of them or you could have a samic one of the old samic visions upstairs and any because it's an ILF riser I can fit any ILF limbs to it and this gives a huge huge advantage when it comes to actually buying bows and being able to source limbs from different manufacturers because it opens up the floodgates if you like to trying different limb weights trying different limb speeds limb lengths so that's a major advantage the, the disadvantage of the ILF risers is they tend to be a little bit more expensive and uh, they're metallic you can't remember 
please correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember seeing any ILF uh, wooden risers. They're always kind of um, aluminium, machined aluminium or cast. But it is a significant advantage. The other thing with ILFs and, and decent ILF risers is that it allows you to do a lot more tuning of the bow. The, the basic um, bows that we have here, the core bows for the beginners, you can't really alter, we can't alter the tiller. Um, it's very much a case of you have a riser uh, with two bolts and you bolt the limbs in and that's pretty much it. There is um, a hole in the riser for a plunge button um, and there is on some of them a location where you could put a sight if you wanted to um, mount a sight onto your bow but you couldn't add other elements like um, V-bars for balance or strike plates for a clicker or um, some risers have little grub screws that you can uh, adjust for um, the tiller and, and quite often with the ILFs you can either screw the, the bolts in a little bit more and change the, 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 the the draw weight slightly by a few pounds. You can't do that with the, the bolt-in ones. Um, so the ILF does give you a greater variety and it gives you the ability to tune. You know, the people talk about the Olympic recurves. They're an ILF riser with um, all the, the whistles and whatever you want it. But it does come out of prices that take there's more things to go wrong it takes a bit more time setting up and they generally are a bit more expensive now if you turn that around if you want a simple bow that you can just pick up and go and shoot a lot of people go with a one piece recurves or for example my flat bows my flat bows are one piece flat bows now there's a bit of a romance to them it's quite nice having a one piece bow it's 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 just they look aesthetically quite pleasing they are well they vary in price you can pick up some quite inexpensive ones as I said we've got some um, inexpensive flat bows for club members to try out if they want to try flat bows the major two downsides with one-piece bows are because they're a one-piece you've got an issue where storage is concerned and transporting them now that may not sound a problem but if you store the bows incorrectly they can become warped they can become damaged so give that some consideration also you can't really tune them in the same way because the fact that you have a let's say a 40 pound recurve you got a 40 pound recurve it will only be a 40 pound recurve you can't change the draw weight of them without taking them to a bullier and shaving a little bit off the limbs. You can't increase the draw weight. You can't tune them if you think the tiller's gone off slightly or the alignment's gone off. That's it. That you know, some of them will come with um, uh, a button, a plunger button um, hole drilled in them but not all of them. So there is a limit to them. That's why they can, I always say they're kind of aesthetically pleasing and quite popular with traditional archers as well. 
or traditional archers in the UK, trad archers in the States from my reading and my experience of watching various YouTubes tend to take a, a, a similar bow but as a takedown recurve. And I've I've got a, a Blackbrook TDR takedown recurve. That's a lovely bow to shoot. Um, looks lovely. Uh, border bows produce some fantastic bows as well if you're a, a lover of them. And, and you know, the, the, the list goes on and on and on. It's like this. The tuning of them is slightly different. What you tend to do is, once you've got the the basic, you know, the bow set up, it ends up being that you're tuning the arrows rather than the bows. So you've got to bear that in mind. As said though, there's a major kind of downside, and straight off the point, of a one-piece recurve or one-piece bow, is that that's the draw weight. You can't increase it. You can't decrease it it is what it is on the box that's it so you've got to be very aware of it um, one of the people down at the club um, had got themselves the 35 pound recurve and they couldn't draw it they were really struggling so they went out and picked up a one piece a little 58 um, inch one piece bear which is around about 18 20 pound draw weight and they're shooting really well with that but they've got to the stage now where it's too light for them. They need something a little bit heavier. And they can't swap the limbs out. So now they've got to go and effectively either get another bow or um, try and think about what they're going to do. Whether they're going to try and go to the £30 one, which I think is a too big a jump from 20 to 30 in one go. Um, so they, they've got to make that decision. And this is the problem with one piece bows if you find that it is the wrong draw weight or if you for example get have an injury or you have to take a break from archery for a while and you try and pick up your bow again you might struggle with it you know i'll probably i've not been shooting my flat bows for a while i'll probably struggle shooting my 45 pound flat bow um what i'll do is i'll pick up one of my recurves that's like 38 pounds 30 pounds uh, yeah, 36, 38 pounds, and shoot that for a bit just to get the muscles back into. Um. So, going back to my original comment and the reason why I always get a little bit nervous when people say, "What bow should I buy? Should I get this one piece or should I get a takedown?" I tend to say, "Go and go to a shop, go to Merlin, go to Wales Archery, go to somewhere that you know's got a good selection of bows." Feel the weight of those risers. Feel how the risers fit in your hand. Try different draw weights of bows. Try different draw lengths. Because if you've got a really long draw length, you're better off going for like a a longer riser and longer limbs, because it'll be easier for you. Because if you have, say, a medium riser and medium limbs the limbs are going to be working a lot more for somebody who's got a draw length for let's say 29 inches um 29 30 inches as i said um one of the lads i've been coaching recently he's i've got his right age right now he's 15 years old yeah and he's six foot two nearly six foot three and he's got a draw length um 
Well, he's he's just picked up some. We picked him up some arrows, and we've got him cut for thirty-one and a half inches, just because he's got a tendency of oh, slightly overdrawing and coming back down. Um, when he was trying to shoot the the smaller club bows, he really struggled because you get that kind of stacking aspect because it gets to a point where the limbs are working so hard that they're deforming so much back when they're doing he's drawing the string that um it's really really uncomfortable for him so when we took him down to we took him to merlin in fact and he picked up a very nice little uh, i won't say little he picked up himself a very nice little um takedown recurve um which wasn't that small for him but it's, it's quite a large bow but it works really really well for him um so it's really important to try that. I'm always nervous about people just buying off the shelf or buying on eBay or buying online because I I really feel there's a huge importance of going in and actually feeling that bow in your hand and feeling the dynamic of how, when you're drawing it, how does it feel. Um, so that's really what I wanted to say. You've got the, you've got, the the romance of the one piece bows, the one piece recurves, with the the downside of you can never change it, and uh, and then you've got the practicalities of takedowns and the issue of okay, what kind of takedowns do you go for? Do you go for the ILF or uh, the basic ones? Quite, as I said our ours are very basic, bolt on, hook together, uh, recurves for coaching. Once people have gone through the coaching courses, I will show them the other types of bows, so they've got an idea. I'll show them the one-piece flat bows. I'll show them that I've got some um, ILF risers and low draw weight limbs, so that they can actually shoot them and see the difference and it's feel the difference in the weight of the rise, but also. Um, feel the difference and see the difference of the draw weight and the speed that comes from a better quality limb which is a, available to you from ILF risers and ILF limbs um, so I always say try try before you buy the old, there's an old adage try before you buy which I, I quite firmly believe in um, and see what feels right for you a lot of people I know will go down that ILF route when they buy their first proper bow. Um, but likewise, I also know that some people, myself included, uh, my first bow was a takedown recurve uh, with uh, threaded bolts. And after passing my course and shooting it for a while, one of the guys at the club was getting rid of a little wolf flat bow. And I tried it, and it's like, you know what, this is lovely, I really, really like this. And I swapped, and that was it. Um, since I have got other bows, but flat bows, one-piece flat bows, have kind of been the thing that I really go back to. Just because I enjoy shooting them. Um, I enjoy that kind of style of bow. I don't like, and I've got ILFs, I've got... Um, what some people will call an Olympic style bow, which allows you all these modifications or tuning options. Um, but I like the simplicity of those uh, one piece wooden bows, um, knowing that, okay, it's just kind of back to that traditional style of shooting. 
Anyways, um, as I said, if you do start looking at takedowns, you've got to factor in what your height and draw draw weight and draw length is, is and get a good combination. So I said earlier about the lad that I'm coaching, he's quite tall and because of that we've gone for a, a longer length bow um, and a longer riser for him so it actually fitted quite well. People who have got who are shorter with shorter draw they would go for maybe um, a, a 23 or 25 inch um, riser and then short or medium limbs. I tend to tell people or recommend that people go for medium to long length limbs because then I always feel that they actually perform slightly better than shorter limbs. I was, I'm always kind of a bit nervous about saying about short limbs because I quite I'd rather there be more limb to flex, if you like, than uh, not. And also, if they want to sell them on or anything like that, it's easier to sell them on and maybe get in some new ones. Uh, but that's that's basically it. So when it comes to kind of what kind of bows to go for, the way I could summarise this: my heart belongs to sort of a one-piece, the nice one-piece bows. Um, but from practicality point of view, takedowns are quite are, are very practical as well as for transporting. This and transporting is really important. Um, you know, getting a decent bow case, especially if you're going internationally or or you're traveling around or having to transport them to the location. So my mine's live either in a bow case or a bow backpack. My takedowns there. Um, so there is a, a practicality there. The other thing you've got to think about though with a TDR or takedown recurve is that, um, or any takedown bow is, when you do take the down, make sure that they are stowed and packed away carefully and don't get damaged in transit. And when you are putting them back together again, that you can actually make sure that you are, everything is set up as it was previously. So anyway, I'm going to call it a day now. Um, I'm going to finish my coffee and uh, maybe go and try and put some Christmas lights up. We did manage to get the Christmas tree up um, last night, so that was quite good. So in the meantime, have a fantastic key, uh, Christmas, festive season, happy new year. I don't know if I'll get another podcast in before the end of this year or before Christmas. So what I will say is I'm wishing everybody a happy Christmas. I really hope you stay safe. I hope your family and everybody stays well. There's a huge archery family out there, and I know a lot of us are like wishing to get out and shoot more. Um, our woods closed over Christmas, sadly, so um, I'm not sure what I'll be doing. Probably trying to, I'll probably end up actually travelling around and seeing all the families and relations and what have you. But um, if I don't get a chance to catch up with you at some point, take care. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, then drop me a line. My email address is offthearrowshelf at yahoo.co.uk. That's offthearrowshelf at yahoo.co.uk. Or you can check out the website offthearrowshelf.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.